Well, hello, listeners, and welcome to another edition of the Heal the Sick podcast. We are rolling forward with just more amazing, amazing men and women of God every week here on the program. This is a presentation of Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Million Quinteros. I am the overseer of Dominion Fire, and uh, you can find us online at dominionfire.com for this and all the other shows in the lineup. Um, on this program, we take the time to sit and interview with amazing men and women of God who are boots on the ground, who are actually doing the work, doing the healing, seeing the results, and uh, and are living to talk about it. And uh, today's guest, I'm very excited about. We started the entire podcast way back when uh, with people from the Barstow, California area. Now we have a history with that um, with people in that area because they were uh, one of the first that kind of took me under their wing a little bit, kind of helped. Help me get into this, and um, I'm very grateful to them, and I and I always love to connect with them and talk with them. Joining me on the phone today is a gentleman named Alan Watson. He is a pastor with Forerunner Christian Fellowship in Barstow, California, and uh, we've had people from Forerunner uh, join us before. Martin Ashbrook is uh, one of my uh, one of my great friends out there. So we're going to hear another person from that group out there. He's going to join us today and tell us about a, uh, a really cool testimony that happened over a period of time and uh, an amazing background story. So without further delay, let's get into this. Alan, welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Thanks for uh, having me here. Yeah, that's great, man. It is, it's a pleasure. Love you guys out there. Appreciate everything you do. And um, Alan, would you please open our show today by telling us the big testimony, something big that happened and you were kind of alluding to something that happened over a period of time. What can you share with us? Yeah, you know, I uh, I have a small business with vending machines, and some of my machines are up at a hospital uh, in Barstow, and uh, so I'm up there, you know, two times a week at least, you know, checking on them and filling them, and on the back patio is where the residents and the nurses hang out back there. It's the smoking section, and uh, I noticed this guy, he was in a wheelchair, and he was grumpy, and his foot was all bandaged and swollen, and over a course of a few days, you know, I just asked him his name and how he's doing, and he's just grumpy. And uh, come to find out is he had uh, diabetic complications with his foot, and his foot was so swollen, it was really pretty disgusting to look at. But it, his foot was so swollen, there was so much flesh between each toe, it looked like they amputated every other toe. And uh, he says, my foot, they, uh, they can't get a fix. I've been in this wheelchair for six months. He says, I, I can't walk on my foot. The doctors, they can't get it, get it fixed. And I, and I was like, and then he's got a lot of cuss words in between, you know. So I'm like, wow, that's, that's really something, you know. And I just went back to filling my machines. And, you know, a couple days later, I was back up there again. And he's hanging out up there just cussing his foot in, in much more pain. And I'm like... Like, his name that was Alan also. And I'm like, Alan, can I pray for you? And he just stopped in mid-dust. You know, and he was like, will you please? And I said, yeah. And I just got down on my knees and grabbed his foot gently and just commanded it to be healed in Jesus' name. And uh, he started kind of shaking, you know. And I looked up. I said, what's going on? He says, can you feel that? And I said, no, I can't feel anything. And he says, I feel heat. Heat is going right up to my body. I'm mm-hmm. like, Alan, what's... What's big about that? He goes, I haven't felt my foot in four months. Nice. 
And I'm, I'm like, wow. I'm like, I was kind of, I was ready to cry. You know, I just wanted to sit cry right there, you know. So I gave him a hug and I walked out of there. And uh, two days later, I went back. I really didn't have to go back, but I wanted to go back there. So I'm back there and he's on the back patio and he's all smiling and happy. And I, and I said, Alan, how's your foot? He goes, it's being healed right now. And I said, how do you know? He goes, well, you're paid for it. He goes, it, it got healed. And I looked at his foot and his foot did not look any different. <laughs> and I'm, his foot is under a table and I got down on my hands and knees and crawled down there and, and <laughs> kind of like had to look at it real close. I looked up, I said, Alan, your foot still looks the same. He goes, no, no. He goes, it's not. The uh, doctors are able to do something with it now, you know? And I said, well, great. Can I pray for it again? And he says, yeah, will you? So my son was with me and I'm praying for his foot, you know? And I said, son, come. He's, my son's 14, 15 now. And I said, just put your foot on, your hand on his foot and just say life in Jesus' name. And he did that. He said, life in Jesus' name. And the guy just started, he just fell back in his chair and he just started kind of shaking, you know? And we're like, what's going on? He said, can you feel that? And I look at my son and my son's like, no, I don't feel anything. And I'm like, I don't feel anything. And he goes, I do. He goes, it's shooting up my leg right now. Mm -hmm. And we're like, that is really cool. And there was another guy sitting behind him that has a, was, had a um, heart failure, and his legs were all swollen up. And he says, I need some of that. And it's like, all right, I'll pray for you. And I, I put my hands on his leg, and his leg was so swollen, his skin didn't even feel like skin anymore. And I put my hand on his legs and said, in Jesus' name, swelling, you must go down. Can't get out of this body. And I could feel his leg shrink in, uh, under in my hands. I could feel his skin moving across my skin as his leg was shrinking. And I'm looking, I look up at him, I said, can you feel that? He's like, show enough, man, show enough. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, this is awesome, you know. And we left there. And uh, a couple days later, I went back and... Alan, the guy in the wheelchair, he's up walking around with a walker. Nice. I'm like, Alan, what's going on? He says, they're releasing me tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, you you got to be kidding, right? You know, he goes, no, man. He was just jumping for joy. It was just amazing to see God's handiwork, you know, because he wasn't praying for his foot to be healed. Mm. And, and the man with the swollen leg, wait, he, was, he wasn't outwardly saying, I feel my, feel my leg. They were just... They're going through it, you know. They were just waiting on the doctors to fix him up and get him out of there. And it, it was just a wonderful thing. The guy was released uh, the following day. You know, that's a was a total time about a week, and uh, he has not come back. It's been probably six months since then, and I just I just know he's walking around just fine on that foot. So what we're saying here is make sure I'm clear on this, right? So what we're saying here is some guy that was in a wheelchair cursing and swearing and doing all kind of stuff. God still healed him, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, definitely. He did not have to get all prayed <laughs> up and neither did I. I was just, I was working. I was just, you know, filling vending machines, just, so there, my, so no, there. so no one was prayed up. There was no like atmosphere of worship music or anything going on, right? It was just yeah, right on demand, yeah, huh? It, no one was blowing the shofar. There's, <laughs> there was, no one was dancing around, you know, <laughs> trying to clear the atmosphere of anything. Okay. Yeah, I, I mentioned that because I lived that life for the last fifteen years, where we spent we spent more time getting prayed up, more time fasting, more time studying the word, more time 
doing a lot of shenanigans that didn't amount to anybody really getting healed or yep. getting saved. And, uh, I, you know, it, it was, it's a sad thing that, uh, you know, we spent so much time really flaunting ourselves. And uh, I've, I've learned so much, you know, in the last year of just get out there. You know, don't don't sit in, in your little Christian bubble and wonder why the world's falling apart. Just get out there. You know, something you uh, said earlier, too, um, and, and I, I've heard this on, and not only for healing, but for raising of the dead, is when ministering to someone, just the word life, just the power that is in that alone. And uh, you had said that with, when you were showing your son about that and, and having him just say the word life and seeing a result on that. Is that something you normally do or was that just kind of you know, just on the moment thing or, or how do you normally approach that? You know what? I just heard that. I just felt that kind of inside my spirit, you know, I just felt that I uh, have my son just touch his foot and uh, speak life into it. And, uh, you know, it's just an amazing thing. It's, uh, you know, I got to tell you in the past, we would always try to get them into church first and then get them saved, and then we figure we start working on their ailments. Yep, yep. But it's really the opposite. It's really God wants to meet their needs right right here and right now. Yeah. Yeah, listeners, one of the things I always like to point out is is that the reason that God calls himself I am is because it's the present tense. It's right now. It's always right now. So just kind of uh, yeah. let that let that marinate in your head for a little bit before you argue it with me. But uh, we are up against our first break, <laughs> listeners. We're talking with Alan Watson, pastor from Forerunner Christian Fellowship, Barstow, California, telling us about an amazing healing experience uh, and testimony that he witnessed over a period of time, which is also another lesson about staying persistent in these things and uh, just keep knocking away at it until things happen. And even in our ministry, we've seen that where we've had a fight for almost two years for things before we got what we wanted. So never give up. Keep pressing in all the time. When we come back, we are going to hear more about Alan's background and experience with a very interesting story. So keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast. We'll be right back after this. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast, presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing, and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support, and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada.
And we are back on the Heal the Sick podcast. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. You can hear this program as well as all the others, the entire catalog of the Heal the Sick podcast at dominionfire.com under the podcast listing. We're also on uh, iTunes as well, so if that's your persuasion, you can find us there, and uh, we're all over the place, man. And uh, today on the show, we are talking with Alan Watson, who's a pastor from Forerunner Christian Fellowship, Barstow, California, and uh, we were hearing about uh, a testimony he was sharing from uh, a healing that occurred over a period of time and how he was able just to stay at it, get the results he wanted, and uh, we we just keep moving on from glory to glory and bigger and better things. And uh, before we, um, and, and all of us, before we move to these bigger and better things, we all have our starts and our beginnings. And Alan has a very, very unique story of how he came to know the Lord and how it all came together for him. So Alan, would you please share your background and experience with our audience? Sure. Well, uh, you know, I, I was born right here in uh, Barstow, California, and raised, and uh, about when I was 22 or 23, I moved down to San Diego and uh, spent 20 years down there. But San Diego is a fun town, and it's always a party, and I ended up just partying for most of the time and, you know, working here and there. And I really ended up, I actually ended up homeless, living in the back of my truck. And I was down at Mission Bay at one of the hotels in the... Uh, the lower parking level just kind of hiding out. And uh, my truck hadn't even been registered for five years, you know, and I was just um, living down there and uh, working working some jobs and, you know, spending all my money on alcohol and drugs and just a pretty much a mess. And, uh, you know, I, I finally got to a point where I, I didn't want to live like that for the rest of my life. And I really looked at how I how I'd been progressing, and it wasn't in a positive way. Actually, every year I got a little worse and a little worse, so I just did the math, you know, and thought, you know, in the next 10 years, I can't I can't even see even having my truck, you know, living in the back of the truck. I, I don't think I'll even have any friends left. And uh, everything that I had tried to do on my own really ended up as worse for me. And uh, one day I was just hanging out down there and looking at the boats, you know, and trying to act like I fit in. And I just asked God, I said, God, if you're really out there, here's what I want. And, uh, you know, my job is really in no position to say, here's what I want. You know, I hadn't given him any time of the day for the last 10 years. And, uh, you know, what I said, I, I, want, I want a house. I want a wife. I want a couple kids. And if I got those, I know you'd, I, I would know for sure, for sure that you're real. And, uh, you know, in just a few days, I met this, this lady. She's actually the bartender at the Hyatt. And uh, I got to talking to her, and I felt like someone pointed my head at her and said, this is your wife. And I was looking at her going, no way. But I, yet I believed, I'm like, she's going to be my wife? And uh, we, we, I asked her out, and she said, no, I don't, I don't date any of my patrons, and I certainly don't date anyone that, that you know, drinks. So I, don't, I don't date alcoholics. And I'm like, she, oh, she looked at me, she says, you're going to have to sober up. And so I'm like, the next day, I go in there all sober, 
And I said, I'm sober now. She says, no, I mean sober up. I mean, you're going to have to quit drinking. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm, I'm supposed to quit drinking and have a bartender wife? You know, it just, that was a hard choice. But, you know, I said, all right. So wow. I quit drinking. And long story short, we end up, we end up living together down in La Jolla and uh, right a block off the beach in a beautiful house. And uh, a whole other story in itself. It was kind of a unique situation there. But uh, we did end up, we got married about six months later. And uh, we have two wonderful kids and a business back here in Barstow. And I, I know that I know that I know that, that Jesus loves me so much. Even when I was hating him, even when I was living like hell and uh, living for myself and uh, anything but him, and he still reached out his hand and saved me. You know, it's just, uh, I think about it all the time. So what we're saying here There's is... no way. So, so just so I'm clear, <laughs> what we're saying here is that even though you were all living in that sin, he didn't just come along and wrathfully destroy you and living in all that sin, he still pursued you. Absolutely. Mm, interesting how Absolutely. that works, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is, because, you know, in, in fact... Uh, my wife, Patrice, you know, she was a Christian, and uh, she's the one that, that led me to the Lord and, and uh, got, you know, I got saved. I got dunked in the, uh, in the waves down in La Jolla and uh, got, got officially baptized down there. And, you know, we, we were married. We were still living together, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I don't know why. You know, there's so much we don't understand about God that uh, one thing I know for sure is just loves abundantly. He loves without boundaries. He he, he loves where, where we're afraid to even look. He loves. And, and it's almost like his goodness and his kindness brought you to repentance and everything came under alignment, isn't it? Yeah, it sure did. You know, it wasn't overnight. It wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't go to the altar and give everything up, you know. It, it seems like I wanted to hang on to everything, including my old lifestyle. But mm-hmm. you know, over time, it's, I, I would never even fathom going back to that. So, from that time where all this happened to you and everything that kind of came together like it did, and you got under, um, it just got under more of his love and kindness. Um, how did you get involved with Forerunner Christian Fellowship and doing what you do now? Well, we were, uh, while we were in San Diego, we started attending uh, a church in El Cajon, and uh, at that point, uh, my dad called and said he needed me to run his business back in Barstow, because he was going in for a neck surgery. So we just quit everything there, packed up our vehicles, and moved back to Barstow. And uh, that I helped him out as much as I could there, and uh, we ended up uh, joining a church here in Barstow, and we spent 15 years um, really is going to church, you know, and, uh, one day I'm like, Lord, every day we pray for Barstow. We, we fast for Barstow. We, we do everything we can for Barstow inside this building. And I'd look out the window and I said, Barstow's not getting any better. And I said, I, I don't want to do this 15 more years. And then right then I heard, I, I heard Alan, you're released. And, uh, I'm like, I'm released. And he says, yes, you're released. And so I was like, wow, now i got to tell my wife and the pastor. And uh, you know, I told my wife, and she was crying, because we'd been there for so long. They were just family. 
and I told her pastor, and they're like, all right. So we left there and uh, really didn't have anywhere to go. I just knew I was, I think God had something else for me. And uh, so I was praying one day about it, and uh, he's, and I heard to see Martin Ashbrook and, uh, and uh, to find Martin Ashbrook. And I'm like, all right. Well, I knew Martin because they had the church next door, and our kids hung out with his kids. So uh, we got together with Martin through Gerard and Nea down at, uh, at Gerard's house church and uh, started attending Martin's church and going out on healing strikes with, with uh, Gerard and really got out of that building, you know. Not, not that there's anything wrong with being in a building, but when that's all we did was go into the building, it's really not very productive. Yeah, and, and you know, listeners, I just want to further add to um, the story here, and and, and I'm kind of hammering this point because I, I really need people to get a hold of this. Is that you know the, the God's love and kindness surpasses all the stuff. When you have amazing people that we see today, you got to remember they weren't always like they were. They, we, myself included, we all come from kind of messed up things we've done in our lives, messed up things we were involved in. And the fact is, is that we see a lot of people that point fingers and condemn people that are in that situation currently. And by doing that, all we're doing is pushing them further away. There has to be that element of if God loves them, if God's showing kindness and goodness to them, then we have to do the same thing because that is ultimately what draws people to repentance. And we have people that are shouting up and down, repent, repent, repent this. Well, it's the goodness of God that brings people to that. So model it, and I guarantee you'll see it. And people that we've had on the show are examples of that. I I don't know how else to say it to you. So please keep that in mind. Please kind of. Think on that, pray on that, let that bounce around your head a little bit. And while you're doing that, we're going to take our next break. We are talking today with Alan Watson, a pastor from Forerunner Christian Fellowship, Barstow, California, sharing an amazing testimony and amazing story. And when we come back, we're going to hear his heart on a lesson that he has, uh, one that he wants to share with us. So stay tuned right here on the Heal the Sick podcast, and we'll be back right after this. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast, presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing, and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support, and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, listeners, it is the final segment, and uh, don't be too sad because we still got another 10 minutes yet to go, and there's going to be some seriously good information that someone out there needs to hear, and I'm going to guess there's a lot of people that need to hear this. Joining me on the phone today, Alan Watson, pastor, forerunner Christian Fellowship, Barstow, California, sharing his his journey, his experience with us, his testimonies with us, things that he's uh, witnessed and things that he's come to learn along the way. And one of the topics that he is 
passionate about and that he really sees a lot is the subject of our lesson today. And the topic of this lesson, which he's going to expound upon, is the topic of releasing people out of the comfortable Christian bubble. Oh boy, you're going to open up a powder keg there. Go for it, bro. What do you got? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a touchy one. You know, I, I lived that life for 15, the last, last 16 years. And, you know, it's, it was a comfortable place to be. You know, I would go to church Sunday morning and, you know, praise and worship and sit in the third row and, you know, listen to the, uh, listen to the sermon and get up and help clean the church and, you know, just leave and uh, pretty much just look forward to the following Sunday. And uh, sometimes I didn't look forward to the following Sunday, but it, it went on and on. And 15 years later, still sitting in the third row. None of my friends are saved. You know, all my all my family and, you know, my close friends that I grew up with, you know, they're, they're not going to church, and I don't see anything coming out of their lives. And I'm like, you know, I've been praying for salvation. I've been praying for healing. I've been praying for this church to be filled with people. And year after year, it gets a little emptier and a little less, and, and nobody's alive. Nobody's coming to Jesus, you know? And uh, that... That just was a, a hard thing to come to, because I knew that in order for things to change, that uh, I was going to have to step out. And so I prayed about it for a, for a long time. It's like, what do I do? You know, I, I felt God called me into that church. And we, my wife and I, you know, we agreed we're not going to move from there unless we hear otherwise. And uh, so, you know, a year ago, I'm just praying, Lord, I just want to hear from you, you know, I just want to, I want to do the right thing, and I want to, I want to do what you want me to do, and uh, I heard, Alan, you're released, and uh, I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, I like, that's something there, it's, that's a release, and we always said we weren't going to leave there unless we were released, and I heard you're released, and I, you know, that church was just like our family, we grown up with their kids and seeing that their kids grown and off to college and, you know, we, it, it was a close-knit church and we, we still love them dearly to this day. But when I heard that, you know, I, I had to tell my wife and you know, she just cried and said, are you sure that's what you heard? And so I'm like, well, I'll pray about it again. And I'm like, Lord, you got to tell me again if that's what it is. And I heard it again. I'm driving down Main Street and I heard you're released. And I'm like, all right. So I, I told my wife, and she goes, okay, if that's what he wants. And then, you know, it took another three weeks to tell her pastor. And finally, I'm like, you know, pastor, we, the, the Lord has released us from here. And, you know, they didn't agree with that. And uh, but, but I knew it would be true. So we uh, just said our goodbyes. We didn't leave because uh, we were offended of anything the church did or because, you know, we, we weren't happy there. We just felt that God had called, had called us out, and, you know, it was it was pretty, it was a hard thing to do, because we were so comfortable there. We knew what to expect every Sunday, you know, we, we knew the church was getting paid off, and, you know, we were faithful tithers, and we were part of that, helping getting the church paid off, and it was just, uh, it wasn't easy leaving there, but I tell you, when, when we left there, my life changed. And it's not, and, and it's not because so much we were in a church or in a building. I have nothing against buildings and churches, 
But I do know we have to follow God's voice. And when he said, you're released, and we left, that's when our journey began. And, you know, for a few weeks, kind of went to some other churches and went over and visited some friends' churches out of town, and I don't think we were released just to hop around. I think, I think really we have, a, you know, a new door that's been open for us. And so I was praying about what to do and where to go, and I, I heard, uh, I heard this. I heard, find Alex Perez and uh, Martine Ashbrook, and uh, we'd known, we'd known Martine Ashbrook. They had a church right next to ours, and our kids were the same age as theirs, and they played together. So we, we knew them through our kids. And Alex had came and spoke at our church a couple of times. So we, you know, we, we knew who Alex was. And uh, so we got a hold of Martine and uh, told him, and he's like, well, Martine's, Martine's like, we've been seeing this other guy, Gerard, and his wife, Melissa, at their house church on Mondays or Tuesdays, and it's a life team meeting. And I'm like, well, that sounds pretty cool. I've never been to a house church before, you know. And uh, so we went to a house church, and they were... Uh, teaching on healing, and for everything I'd learned in the last 15 years about healing, and rarely seeing anyone healed, it really opened up a, uh, a whole new world, really. And uh, what, what it really, what what the healing meetings were really about was the power that has been given to us by Jesus Christ. You know, in, in uh, Matthew 28:18. Uh, 19, I believe, it's, uh, you know, when Jesus, after he had risen, came back and he was he was telling the, the disciples, he said, I've, I've been to heaven and I've been to hell, and I've been to hell, and I have, I was given the keys to hell. He says, and all authority in heaven and on earth was given to me. And uh, and Gerard, I remember him asking one day, he goes, Alan, if, if Jesus has all authority in heaven and in, on earth, he goes, how much does that leave the devil? I'm like, uh, none. He says, that's right. You know, he's like, I was like, I was even afraid to say, you know, mention Satan's name or any of his demons. I just didn't want to stir any of that stuff up. But he's like, Helen, we've been given all authority here on he- in heaven and on earth, you know? And I'm like, well, that, yeah, it does say that. And, uh, so, you know, we, we were learning on that premise that it, that it's okay that, uh, that we you know we would step on demons and like, and kick the devil out of people's lives because he has no authority to be operating in there, and uh, that it really took about six or eight months to renew my mind to that thinking, because prior to that we had been uh, doing a lot of demonic deliverance and uh, stuff like that that uh, really didn't have much effect on anything. So from that point, we went out and uh, started praying for people and uh, sick people just at Walmart or in the ER. And uh, that really changed things. That, that's pretty wild. You know, it's... Uh... It was a very similar experience, I think, with with us as well, because we did the church life thing for a while, and then um, we had left where we were a couple places we had we had been in for a while, and then bounced around a little, like you were saying. And it wasn't until we kind of got a hold of that same message that we just started 
wherever we were is where we decided to minister, where we decided to do these things. And and it's like uh, with the team I have here, I trained them. I said, you got to remember, I said, wherever we go, we are having church. Wherever we go, the right. kingdom is at hand. Wherever we go, we are the revival for these people. We are all this stuff. You know, this is our job. This is what we're told to do. And based on um, what you said earlier about the whole giving authority, it's it's what we're told to do. So we have to go do it. So that's um, right. That you know, is what, uh, you know also back to you know the the bubble thing. Really going out and praying for someone. The hardest part is thinking about it. Yep. And the hardest part is thinking about all the reactions you're going to get. And the hardest part is taking that first step. But I guarantee you, when you take that first step, all that stuff goes away. When you open the door and step out, and, you, and you're out and you're going to go meet people's needs, and you're not out there to get them over the head with Scripture and try to get them into your church and try to get them saved. If you're just out there... Like, we go to Walmart, we just go down to Walmart, and we just walk through the rows, you know, and we see someone in a wheelchair or hobbling. Sometimes we'll even get a word of knowledge that someone will have uh, uh, a broken heart or they're suffering from depression, but you can't see anything outwardly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just walk up to them and say, hey, you know, I, I noticed this, I noticed that, can, can I pray for you? And you wouldn't believe how many people, instead of saying, get away from me, you creep, you know, because <laughs> that's what you expect. Yep, yep. But, but they actually they actually respond to that. And I'd say 70 or 80% of the time, the response I get is, no one has ever asked me that before. And here I was, 15 years, sitting in a church, praying for people in a church, you know, for a change, when it really, the, the biggest thing the biggest change was going out and actually touching someone and saying, can I pray for you personally, yep. you know? And, and sometimes people will go back, well, well, you know, I go to this church and, you know, I'm I'm under this covering and that covering. It's like, that's okay, stay there, you know? Mm-hmm. We're not trying to get you to join our church. We just want to pray for you. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you can pray for me. <laughs> and, you know, very rarely do we ever get a response that says, get away from me, creep. You know, you know I, because... that. In our hearts, we're not there to convert them. We're not there to build a church. We're not there to make them say our prayers. We're there to meet their needs. I want to see them healed. Jesus wants them healed, and that's the difference. Yeah, and and the further on that subject too, which just came to my mind is not only do you have sickness as an adversary that you have to to deal with and take on, but a lot of times there's that social element of it too. Of you know, it's not always socially acceptable just to go up to people and start talking, no matter what the topic is, or right. you go up to them right. and start talking. Now we're talking about healing, which you know that most people's eyes start to cross because they have no clue what that means. So it's it's interesting once you step into that that there's there's many layers. You you know, it's like a stronghold. It's many layers of stuff you have to break through uh, before sometimes oh. you're going to see that. So it, it's 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 not easy, and and I don't enjoy doing it a lot of times. I mean, I'll do it. I just don't always enjoy it. So I understand that. <laughs> that's a fun thing. Uh, we're we're actually a little over our time here, so uh, so I want to okay. jump to our next part. Um, Alan, if people would like to contact you and find out more information, maybe learn more about what you do, how can they find you? Uh, well, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I don't really want to give the Facebook address, but uh, Alan Watson uh, on Facebook. My email address is a is Alan L Watson at msn.com. It's A L L E N L W A T S O N at msn.com. You can email me, um, and uh, I could send you a link to my Facebook page. 
is there a Marshall Light team also? Is there a website for Forerunner Christian Fellowship as well? I'm not sure. Okay, I, I don't remember. I thought I wasn't sure if there was one or not. So, all right, and listeners, don't forget as well if um, you're having any trouble finding Alan and you want to ask any follow up questions or just get in contact with him and get information, or you're in the Barstow area and you want to get involved. Um, if you have any trouble reaching him, you can also email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail dot com, and we will point you in the right direction. So, anybody that's on the show, we can get to them, we can find them, we can point you to them. So make sure you uh, you, you grab a hold of us when you are ready. So, Alan, it has been awesome having you here. I'm, I'm so grateful that uh, that for you guys out there, and I'm grateful that you spent some time with us today. And um, before we uh, part for the day here, what I would like to ask you, which I ask of all of our, our guests here on the show, would you please pray for our audience and pray for healing for anybody out there that may be listening, no matter what the case is. If you get word of knowledge, prophetic word, discernment, you're picking up anything, if just roll with it and uh, feel free to uh, free feel to let it rip, man. So would you please pray for our audience to end the program? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just, uh, I just want to right now release those that are waiting there, there are so many people out there that are comfortable where they're at, and that's fine. But I know there's people like me out there that are waiting for some word of release, you know. And I just say go. I just say you are released right now in Jesus' name to go forth. You, may, you, you don't even have to leave your church, you know. You can just go out and pray for people and still be right there in your church. And, I, and those people know who they are. I just speak it right over. Right now you're released. Just go out and speak life, wholeness, and healing into those that are hurting, into those that uh, really need a touch. There's so many people out there that are, have been praying, Lord, God, just send someone to me. Just send someone to me so I know you're real. And right now I'm releasing that army right now over your area that will make that touch, that will make that connection They'll just release Jesus into people's lives. Ah, Lord, you're so good. You're so good. I just, uh, I could, I could, I, I keep hearing scoliosis. And, uh, like a curvature of the spine. Right now, uh, if there's someone out there listening with scoliosis, right now, Scoliosis, get out of that body in Jesus' name. Devil, you have no authority being in that body. Get out right now. Pain, get out. Spine, I command you right now to be healed. Straight now, right now in Jesus' name. Oh, that's good stuff right there. Wow. If uh, there's anyone out there just uh, wondering how is it that they can step out and touch a complete stranger and call healing into their bodies. Right now, I'm releasing you to do that very thing right now in Jesus' name. That you'll have those divine appointments throughout the week. That everywhere you turn, someone may even ask you, can you pray for me? You'll know. You'll know that you know right then. That's what you're to do. Just touch them and release wholeness and healing. Just speak life into their situation. Don't listen to the devil. Don't listen to the devil say, they can't be healed. They don't go to church. They can't be healed. They're not Christian. They can't be healed. They haven't fasted or prayed. Don't listen to those lies. Because Jesus loves them. 
His love is so unconditional. Just release that love into them. You may not even have to say anything. You may just touch them. Because, you know, the Word says to just lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. So I'm releasing those of you out there. I know you know who you are right now to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, listeners. That's uh, good stuff right there. And again, uh, Alan, I want to thank you so much for being on the program. It's been a pleasure to speak with you and love hearing the love hearing this kind of stuff. Listeners, anytime you'd like to get a hold of us, you can email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash dominionfire. Our website, dominionfire.com. And my personal Twitter is at healingminister. So if you like, uh, if you like your Christianity a little more edgy, that's the place to find me. And uh, you can also find our video work on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Dominion Fire Church and Instagram.com slash Dominion Fire for other uh, art and, arts and creative stuff that we do. And you're welcome to uh, check out any of those areas. Everything is found on our website. So that's kind of the hub for everything. So uh, do indeed check it out. Listeners, thank you as always for tuning in and hanging with us. I know that a lot of you have been with us since show number one. And I thank you so much for. Uh, not only listening, but uh, telling people about the show. Some of you are supporting the show, and it's uh, been a great help. Thank you so so much for being here with us. And uh, we're uh, we're not we're not ending we're ending the show, but this whole thing is just getting started. So make sure you keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast, and we'll be back with you very soon. As we always say here on the ministry, boom goes Yeshua. And we'll see you next time.